I would like for us to consider this morning the idea of God with us in fulfillment of his promises. God with us in fulfillment of his promises. The Christian life is a life of constantly looking forward. We talked last week about the Jeremiah passage where God tells us that he has plans for us, plans for our good. Our God is a God of the past, as we know by looking into his word, but he is most certainly a God of the future. The promises of God can be relied upon, and they have everything to do with our future. The beauty is that God is with us in our anticipation, in our waiting. I said God is with us in our anticipation, in our waiting. The Christmas story is the story of the fulfillment of a promise, or I might say, the fulfillment of the promise. God's people had been waiting according to the promise of God, and God was with his people in their time of waiting. Yes, his voice was silent, but he was there working, bringing about the ultimate fulfillment. This morning we'll see a couple of people in the Luke account who were waning, anticipating. They were about to become characters in the story. One year, a few years back, I preached on this subject, and I found a copy of the catch-up commercial with the Carly Simon song, Anticipation. Do you remember it? The Heinz 57, can, and, it's, and it's there, and we're, and we're looking, and, we, and, it, and, there, and there it is. Anticipation. Can't sing it like Carly did. Carly Simon did. These are people that God was going to use as revealers. Revealers. And to write the story of the fulfillment of messianic prophecy. We're going to study today in Luke chapter 1, beginning... In verse 5, if you would open your Bibles with me. Luke 1 and 5, In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. I want to take note this morning of the lives of Zechariah and Elizabeth. We see that they had lived long, full lives. And note that they had lived lives of ministry lives of serving the Lord. You see, Zechariah 
was a priest. His vocation, his work, his identity were centered around God and the spiritual lives of the people of God, the Jews. Zechariah and Elizabeth had dedicated their lives, their home, their service to God. It made sense, you see, because this couple had a heritage that was rich in the things of the Lord. The passage makes a point of saying that Elizabeth was a descendant of Aaron. You see, Aaron was the first high priest of the nation of Israel, and he was the one who served alongside Moses in the Exodus. What a legacy. Our legacies that we leave can have an effect on many generations to come. The choices that you make today can have a multi-generational impact. It's interesting these days that there is a renewed interest in exploring your lineage. As you probably know, there are online companies who will receive a sample that you provide of your DNA, and they will send you a report of your family lineage. Sometimes you learn good things, and sometimes you learn that an uncle three generations back was a bank robber. You just don't know. Elizabeth knew her heritage. She knew her heritage. And she married a man in Zechariah who had dedicated his life to the service and worship of God. So we think about these long lives of serving God, of the life of a priest and his wife in Israel. I submit to you that Zechariah and Elizabeth knew the scriptural promises of God. I want you to consider that idea this morning. They knew about the deliverance of the nation from slavery in Egypt. They had read and studied and meditated on the writings of the prophets such as Isaiah and Jeremiah. They knew that there was a promise to come. They knew that there was a coming hope. They knew that despite a period of prophetic silence, that God was still with them and God was still for them. I believe that they knew that. The passage in the Bible gives us an account of an event, a blessed event in the life of this prophet Zechariah. Look at verse 8. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as a priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah saw him. He was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, have we seen this before? Do not be afraid, Zechariah. And then look at this, added to it, your prayer has been heard. 
your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you are to call his name John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah experienced an angelic message. There's a lot of preaching here, folks. But I want to focus on just a couple of points after the motorcycle goes by. <laughs> First, let's look at the message of the angel. We talked about this last week. The angel starts off with, do not be afraid. Just the same as the message came to Joseph that we looked at last week. Do you remember? Friends, be encouraged in this message. Jesus came so that we do not have to be afraid anymore. The very beginning, the, the preface, the, the preamble to the message is, do not fear. Then the angel says, your prayer has been heard. It seems that Zechariah and Elizabeth had been unable to have children. And a part of their prayers through the years had been certainly to have a family. But it also says that they had become advanced in age. So this is just your pastor thinking. <laughs> How many years ago had this couple given up on praying for a child? <laughs> At what age? I think there had probably been a sense of giving up on this part of their lives. So, Zechariah and Elizabeth went on with their lives serving the Lord. Think about this. All through the process of praying for something in our lives, maybe for years and years, we should remain faithful and continue to serve the Lord. Look what it says. Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. So Zechariah, not only has your prayer been heard, but a miracle will take place in your lives. Remember, friends, what is impossible for man is possible with God. I said, what is impossible with man possible with God. What seems like a hopeless situation to us is within the scope of God's eternal plan. Praise the Lord. He is the almighty keeper of promises. This is a great example of God with us as he is working out the ultimate plan for a person's life. Don't give up. God has heard your prayer and he is with you through the process. 
Zechariah and Elizabeth remained faithful despite a long, long delay, at least as they perceived it. Remember the I know the plans I have for you verse? Not only does the angel announce the miracle, but he enlightens Zechariah as to the plan. Say, here's the plan. In your old age, your wife will bring a son into the world, but not just any little boy. He will grow into a man who has a very special role in the fulfillment of the salvation of man, John the Baptist. These are the parents of John the Baptist, folks. I want to read this once more, the fulfillment of the promise to Zechariah. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never going to take wine or fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord. Wow. This is going to be one special child. And friends, this message is coming to Zechariah at about the same proximity of time as the message to Joseph that we talked about last week. The plan is coming together. Both messages announce the coming of very special children. Children of the promise. I love that this message from the angel to Zechariah includes the phrase, he will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. Ponder that verse for a moment. Friends, so many times in the history of God's people, we find that he does miraculous and wonderful and amazing things with the purpose of bringing his children back to him. God steps in and intervenes. Those of you who have been with us on Thursday nights, remember our friend Elijah doesn't just put on a big show. The purpose is to bring the hearts of the people back to God. God does great things visible to people. And the message is, I'm here. Come back to me. Look at Zechariah's response to the angel's message. Verse 18. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. Now, Guys, I want you to notice that he called himself an old man, but he said his wife is just well along in years. That means she's well preserved. <laughs> Commentary according to Pastor Scott. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news, and now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens. Because you did not believe my words. 
which will come true, say will come true, by the way, God is going to do what God says he's going to do. Have, have we said that before? Which will come true at their appointed time. We see a difference here in the response of Zechariah as compared to the response of Joseph last week. Turn on your memory banks for a second and remember Pastor Scott's sermon from last Sunday morning. We noted last week from our look at the message to Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus, that he immediately obeyed the voice of the angel. He just got up, took Mary as his wife, fulfilled his part in the story that God was writing. Just got up and did it. Amen? With Zechariah, we see something a little different, don't we? Note in verse 18 that he questions the message. On one hand, here we see a questioning instead of immediate obedience, such as Moses with the burning bush. Zechariah looks at the earthly circumstance instead of the heavenly promise. He looks at the earthly circumstance instead of the heavenly promise. He sees with the eyes of his flesh instead of with the eyes of his spirit. Even, listen, even after years and years of a godly life serving the Lord, a man who you could certainly make the case had a heart after his God, Zechariah still questioned the message. On another hand, we see that God was going to fulfill what had been promised despite the question or even the doubting of this man, Zechariah. God was still going to do what God said he was going to do. Amen. We see that Zechariah was unable to speak until it is fulfilled, the baby is born, and they name him John. Again, there's a lot of preaching here. But please understand that this man's questioning, this man's doubting, even man's disobedience does not change who God is, especially the character of God that is absolute faithfulness. Our lack of trust, our lack of obedience, our questioning does not change that he is the faithful God. I don't know about you, I think that's pretty good news. That being said, don't doubt him, friends. He is going to do what he says he is going to do. I want to turn a page now. And look at another person in the Advent narrative in the Christmas story who was also waiting for the promise. Look down to verse 22 of Luke 1. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, 
Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. Here we see the young couple bringing the baby Jesus to do what was described in the Jewish religious law, to dedicate, say dedicate, to purify, to present this young child to God. It is altogether fitting and proper that godly parents start out the life of their offspring by dedicating them to the Lord. The dedication that in, at that day uh, and time in our day is as much for the parents as for the baby. Amen? The parents are saying, we give this child to you to serve you. And we dedicate ourselves to raise this child in the ways of God. To raise this child in the Word and to create another generation of God followers. We are saying, God be with us, and God be with and for this precious child. Look at verse 25. There was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waning, say waning. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Oh, how I love this picture of the life of Simeon. Like Zechariah, we see that Simeon was a man dedicated to God. We find a man who was patiently waiting for the coming of the promised one. We see a man on whom the Holy Spirit of God resided. Look at this phrase. It says the Holy Spirit was on him. God was with Simeon. God was with Simeon. And in a powerful and profound statement, we see that God had promised Simeon that he would not die until he sees the fulfillment of the promise of the Lord's Messiah. That's, all, that's good stuff right there. That's a pretty good promise from God. Thank you, Lord. He would not die until he sees the fulfillment. Wow. I said that Simeon was waning patiently. Say patiently. I kind of speculated about that. It may well have been the case that Simeon was not very patient at times. How about you? But clearly, God was with him as he awaited the promise. God brought him through the waning, and now was the moment. I think of a TV game show. And we come toward the end of the show. 
And Bob Barker says in dramatic fashion to the audience at the studio and the millions watching on TV, now for the moment we have been waiting for. <laughs> Simeon had been waiting. But because of the promise of God, Simeon knew his waiting would be fulfilled. He knew that the promise would come because he knew that God was going to do what God says. Yeah. Look at verse 27. Notice in this verse the leading of the Spirit of God in the life of Simeon. Moved by the Spirit, he went. Say, he went. Moved by the Spirit, he decided it wasn't the best day to go. Moved, although moved by the Spirit, he decided, he, I think I'm going to stay home today. Moved by the Spirit, and yet, you know, i got something else I really need to do. I'm going to run an errand or two first before I go down, right? No, not at all. It says, moved by the Spirit, he went. Say, he went. Friends, although Simeon had waited for years, he remained tuned in to the voice of God in his life. Although the waiting took a lot of patience, took a lot of years, Simeon stayed tuned in. The years of his spirit. It was not just a coincidence that Simeon was at the temple that day, friends. It says that the Spirit led him there. If you're, listen to me, if you're waning, if a promise has been given to you, first of all, God will be with you in the waning. Second of all, it is vital that you stay tuned. Because Bob Barker might go, this is the moment we've been all waiting for. God will do something special. Again, in verse 27, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace for my eyes have seen the salvation which you prepared in the sight of all the nations. A light for, look what he says, a light for revelation to who? Say, that's me. And the glory of your people Israel. Watch on the screen with me and consider this very, very, very special moment. Child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Mary and Joseph. Yet another moment here that confirmed that this child that God had given to them was no ordinary baby. He was the one who had been promised. God with us. 
Simeon saw with his very eyes, held with his very arms, the one who had been promised. He saw the fulfillment of exactly what God had told him would happen. God was with him, finally in the flesh, and what joy filled the heart of Simeon. I want to ask you this morning, do you sense God with you in your life? Has God spoken promises to you that are yet to be fulfilled? Are the things on your heart, the desires of your heart that you are seeking God for and waning, waning for fulfillment, completion, waiting for answers. I want to assure you that God is with you. He is with you in the waning. He is with you in the waning. And as we said last week, He is for you. God is with you. And He is for you. He's not abandoned you. He's working all things for your good. Rest in the assurance of his promises. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. Will you bow with me?